It's the Progress Pod, a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress. I'm Pete Mazzoni. When Chambersburg's North Square Farmer's Market opens this Saturday, May 26th, it will mark a milestone. 18 years ago, the market started up in the Southgate Shopping Center parking lot with just a handful of vendors. This year marks the 10th anniversary of the market's North Main Street location. And each year has seen growth in vendor numbers and popularity among the community. For many, it's become an important part of their Saturday summer morning routine, where it's not only about fresh local food, but about getting out, seeing friends and neighbors, and enjoying downtown Chambersburg. Our guests today have all played major roles in the growth and the success of the farmer's market. With us, we have Julia Lehman, coordinator for North Square Farmers Market, Chris Mayer, director of Fulton Center for Sustainability Studies at Wilson College, and Amr Chowdhury, vendor and owner of the Falafel Shack. Thanks everyone for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So let's get started with the history. Uh, Chris, you and I were kind of having a conversation about the founding of it. Let's get back into that if you could. Sure, yeah. In 2000, a sociology class at Wilson College noted through their work that there wasn't access to fresh fruits and vegetables for the downtown residents in Chambersburg. So through their efforts, they started uh, the North Square, or I'm sorry, the Southgate Farmers Market in 2000. So for a number of years, Fulton Farm and a few other vendors, as you said, were the primary uh, vendors at the market. Mm Mm-hmm. I came to work at Wilson in 2007, but quickly saw that in order for the market to stand on its own two legs, it needed to come under a wider umbrella. And I approached the Downtown Business Council at the time. They agreed to take on the market responsibilities, maintenance, uh, and those kind of organizing roles. Um, And through that work, um, hired, we're able to hire a market manager and uh, then subsequently move the market to North Square in 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then your title, what do you do at Wilson specifically? You, do you work with the Fulton Farm? Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Fulton Farm was one of the initial vendors at the market in 2000 and uh, had been at the market ever since. But in 2016, because of the leadership at the market, the the market itself was just exploding. It was Mm -hmm. obvious that the community was now embracing this. And it was time for Fulton Farm to kind of take a step back and allow the other farmers who were attending the market to do their thing. Mm -hmm. Wilson, though, is interested in keeping a role at the market. We're an educational facility. And so it's important for us to be there and support the market in that capability. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we had an intern who did a community health uh, initiative at the market, uh, outreach and such, and then we're continuing that with a service learning project with our nursing program this week, or this year. Okay, okay, great. And the Fulton Farm still runs mm-hmm. the CSA? Fulton Farm will be uh, operating a CSA-style farmer's market stand on campus this year. Yes, it does. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. We have a surprise (laughs) drop-in guest, everybody. (laughs) Okay, you got to be on a mic, though. We can't have you. uh, uh, You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? you got to be right up on that sucker, (laughs) as close as you can be. 
Okay, I am Jessica Larkin. I have been at the North Square Farmers Market for about four years now. I have also interned at Fulton Farm and is a student at Wilson College. And I also work for the Falafel Shack. All right. <laughs> what a gang we've got in here today. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're glad to have you. Let's go over to you, Julia. Uh, how did you get involved? And just let's, let's you know start the story there. Okay, sure. So um, when I first moved to Chambersburg, I, I was a market goer at Southgate okay. Farmer's Market. Um, so as I did that years and years and years, um, it went through, I think when I was, Cindy Mary, I think was the market manager when I started going as a customer. And then when the market moved, um, Karen Latzba and her husband were taking over the market at that point. Mm -hmm. It was branded as North Square Farmers Market. And um, I'm not sure how many years they were, or Karen was the market coordinator there, mm -hmm. but when she ended up, their family moved, and um, they were looking for a market coordinator. Mm -hmm. And I raised my hand, I said, I'll do it, I'll do it. And they said, no, 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 you don't wanna do that. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, no, so you no. Were <laughs> I said, I had to elbow my way in. But yes, yeah, so I became the market coordinator back then and um, worked with the market committee. And a lot of the committee members are still currently the mm -hmm. committee members. So there's, there's just, there's some longevity there and sure. some history with with where the market came from and where it is and where it's going. Okay, great. And let's get over to you, Amr. Uh, when did you become aware of the farmer's market? And now Amr has a very booming business that's growing, the Falafel Shack. So we're all happy to have that. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about how you got started and how you got involved with the farmer's market. Sure, thank you. Um, so we moved to Chambersburg uh, in 2008. And the first weekend we my wife Yasmin and I, we were yard selling and also asking people, is there any local farmer's market around here? So people told us about Jim's Farmer's Market and we were trying to find Jim's Farmer's Market and ended up finding Southgate oh my. <laughs> Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. And uh, there we met the Fulton Farm stand and they were, uh, we met uh, with the interns and they were the nicest people mm -hmm. um, we met at that uh, time. and. Uh, they told us about the market and about the produce, and there was jerk, uh, Leroy's jerk chicken mm -hmm. there. So we had a wonderful experience. What happened to that? Unfortunately, uh, Leroy uh, passed away oh, a couple of years ago. Okay, sorry so, to hear that because that yes. was good food. It was it was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we just right away we fell in love with the market and that, and uh, we were regular customers like Julia and. Uh, the other thing is I, I love to cook and my wife she's always uh, she used to tell me you need to start something you need to start something and I'm always okay okay <laughs> and then finally 2012 um, I start getting information came to the market uh, got information from Julia and uh, we were kind of late for the uh, being the vendor in that mm -hmm. that year so didn't I, I feel like I need to interject yes because the question was do you think that people would like hummus? <laughs> do you think True. Do you think people would like falafel? <laughs> um, yes, please. Yes. So it didn't happen that year, but then we 
we waited a whole year, but we were still customers. And um, so then it happened 2013, we started our mm -hmm. um, stand and it's history uh, from 2013. It was uh, very successful from day one and it just kept on growing every year. And you're growing and yes. about to do what? Uh, we're about to open a restaurant um, downtown yeah, Chambersburg, uh, right on yeah, the square. There you go, Chambersburg. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I want to talk kind of about the vendors, how you go about finding vendors. Do vendors find you? Uh, who's going to be in the lineup this year, if you want to get into some of that? Sure. Um, so it goes it, it both. We recruit vendors when we see a vendor that we think that would fit in well with our market family and um, someone that the community would embrace mm -hmm. um, and we also have people that come to us and they'll either contact us with questions or they will just send in their application and then there's a review process for that okay. uh, we like to keep a balance a vendor balance so we want you know so many produce vendors so many artisan craft vendors mm -hmm. and then prepared food um, and then any kind of specialty type things mm -hmm. um, and so this year we have quite a few new vendors we do still have applications pending in okay. progress, so I'm not going to make anybody official yet. But okay, the ones okay. that we have right now, so our new vendors, um, we have Moses Family Jerky. So, um, yes, that's exciting. Pine Hill Primitives, that's um, craft. She's a craft vendor. Okay. Ubuntu Vegan Foods. So okay. she'll be prepping vegan foods on site. Pecan Meadow Farms. Farms? Pecan Meadow Farms. Uh, their meats. Jessica knows about Pecan Meadow. Um, okay. Organic, we'll go ahead and talk wide variety. It. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so they are, yeah, just as Julia was saying, they are an organic wide variety. They do uh, tons of growing their own grains. They also do their own popcorn, a diversity of different eggs. You can get quail eggs. You can get duck eggs. You can get uh, mm. the best bologna you've ever had. The um, best bologna. No, hands down, I promise. It's I'm excited. So good. Yeah, <laughs> hold me to it, I dare you. Okay. Um, do they have beef? Uh, they they have a lot of like duck. Um, I don't know what if they're gonna bring beef to the market. What I mean um, is beef bologna. Yeah, okay. it's good. Um, so yeah, just a wide variety of meats that you often can't find. It's a mm -hmm. fabulous family. Yeah. So where is their farm located? Actually, I think where's is it Newburgh? Yeah, Newburgh, I believe okay. it's in Newburgh. Mm -hmm. Now most of the vendors kind of spread out like that, out in the countryside or over yeah. the mountain. Yeah. I, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Sure. Um, produce vendors tend to be, you know, kind of out mm -hmm. far where there's fields. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. It's incredibly helpful to have some open space, isn't it? But I have one more. I have one more new oh, vendor. Sure, sorry. Okay. Broadleaf Acres. And what I love about them is that they were a vendor two, I think two or three years ago, and they were sweet green smoothies. Ooh. And now they're back. They bought a farmette. They established their farmette. So they're coming back with produce. And they're also going to be making smoothies with their produce, okay. which is super exciting. That's great. Yeah. Just, let's just get a detail out of the way. Uh, give the location and the hours. Sure. So North Square Farmers Market is located on um, Main Street. So it's 50 North Main Street behind King Street mm -hmm. Church. And we are open from 8 a.m. to noon from May 26th until October 20th. 
doesn't matter what the weather is, right? Rain or shine, baby. Okay, yeah. And there's plenty of parking, so mm -hmm. it's very easy yep. to get to. Now, what about the live entertainment? I have heard music on occasion. You have some live entertainment. Yep, every up. Saturday we have live uh, local musicians come and they play. It's generally from 9 to 11. Mm -hmm. um, they play all sorts of variety of music mm. and um so, and we're always looking for musicians that want to come that want to play out that want to try their new music it's mm. a perfect venue for that now the popularity of the market i think it kind of speaks to a demographic change that our, our town is seeing um in the time you've worked with it what have you seen about that because there is kind of more energy towards fresh food towards organic food towards unique foods like hummus and, and falafel. Have you seen kind of a, a demographic shift in the people that come to the market? I don't, I wouldn't say a demographic shift. I would say an expansion. Mm -hmm. There's always the same. It's, I mean, we're such a random sample of our community. Even if you look at our vendors, if you look at our customers, we're uh, just a, a really good, I don't know what you would call it in statistics, but you take, you know, it's congruent. It's a mm -hmm. small amount to a larger amount. And, um, we're just we we continue as our as the interest in the market grows, our sales grow, which yeah. is great for our vendors and our customer base grows. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's good for our community. Now, is the market going to have to move? The market will have to move. Yes, there's now going? the courthouse project. Um, we are exploring options, but okay. we want to be within walking distance to where we are now. So do you have some potential locations? We do. Nothing to speak of at the moment. OK. I think Jeremy just pointed at the parking lot right outside the backyard. house, yeah. which would be <laughs> ideal for him. Right. Yep. Right. So, oh, as part of the application process, do you look at sustainability? Do you look at you know some of these long-term views uh, of how food is produced? or how the vendors you know, produce their food, is that a part of it? It is actually, yes. Yeah. So our produce vendors need to be growing their produce within a 50 mile radius of the market. So that's okay. how we keep it local. Okay. And then do you look in, is there an organic certification you look at or? So, um, Yes, but that's not necessarily required. Okay. So we do have vendors, produce vendors who are certified organic. Um, ones that have growing practices where they do not use chemicals but are not legally certified organic. They're mm -hmm. chemical free. Mm -hmm. um, we also have vendors who just choose not to use GMO seed and that sort of thing. So they're, they're all different. Mm -hmm. um, and we also, we've talked about including vendors who are just um, conventional or low spray. Like there's, it's just, there's such a variety. I know with... Um, stone fruit and chris and jessica because jessica has farming experience but you guys can speak to this i know with stone fruit in our area it's super hard to have organic but just because of our climate uh, mm. so we look for people who are low spray who are um, integrated pest management um, that sort of thing just to have so so they have an awareness mm -hmm. of um, keeping it low chemical just for health reasons. So talk about that a little bit. You know, why is it so hard for them to be fully organic in our area? What 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 about the climate or the soil? What is it? Right. Well, the stone fruits and apples also fall into that category. They're not native to our area. Uh, mm -hmm. Apples, for instance, come from China and the Middle East, 
in their native climate. So our our growing conditions here are very different. Mm-hmm. We live in a valley that is very humid. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, there are a lot of disease and insects that uh, trouble pests, mm-hmm. um, that trouble these um, uh, stone fruits and, and apples. What is a yeah. stone fruit by definition? I'm sorry. Oh, something with a pit in the middle, like a pear or okay. a plum or a okay. peach. Oh, I'm sorry, not a pear. Um, a peach or a, a nectarine, a nectarine mm-hmm. plums. Is the organic certification mm-hmm. standard too high? The standard's not too high, um, but the expense in maintaining it and the certification fees are what really cause a lot of farmers to look for other means of certification. Mm-hmm. We use um, we are USDA certified organic at Fulton Farm. But we also maintain certified naturally grown, which is a peer-to-peer certification that is a great option for folks who want a certification of sorts but don't have the funds or the means to pay that mm-hmm. um, exorbitant price that the USDA certification demands. Okay, so it comes down to an issue mm-hmm. of money. Oftentimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yep. I seem to be holding it back. Amr, do you source some of your... your food through the vendors or how do you source what you're using what you're cooking so when in season we try to get the produce uh from fulton farm in in past we have bought produce from fulton farm mm-hmm. then there's another uh, organic farm bending bridge farm we have uh, gotten our produce from them mm-hmm. and uh, also we try to be very conscious of the environment so we try to use everything like our dish uh, uh, like um, Your plates, plates, everything mm-hmm. like compostable, mm-hmm. uh, spoons compostable. We try not to uh, use plastic bags, so we encourage our customers to bring their own bags. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, uh, in near future, we'll have our own u- reusable bags mm-hmm. available for customers. So yes, and, and when in season, we try to get most of our things uh, right locally. Sure. And um, for our chickpeas, we try to get organic chickpeas, and we order it from a local business here in Greencastle, mm-hmm. Pure and Simple Cafe. Why is sustainability important? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's there. a big question. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a reasonable question from mm-hmm. the outside. Yes. You guys are kind yeah, of on yeah, the yeah. inside of this. So I'm looking from the outside, and maybe for the listeners, you know, tell us why it's important. Yeah. Sustainability is a difficult question because to each person it means something different. Mm -hmm. Um, The way I like to define it is is sustainability has three parts. It's the environment, it's the economy, and it's the ethics of whatever endeavor is involved. Our environment you can think of as where we live. The economy is how we live and how we make our living. But the ethics part, that, th- that third E, is how well we live. Mm-hmm. So when those three components come together right in the middle, uh, that's when the system is considered to be sustainable, when our ethics, our environment, and our economies align. How do ethics mm-hmm. play into food from your perspective? 
at the end of the day, it's like Chris says, it's just the intersection of making sound and mindful choices. I think we've been very, um, I mean, convenience is America. We yeah. can easily go out and we're very busy people. Um, and we always have something to do with not enough time. So often our choices are a reflection of that. So when you begin to step back and you unveil that mirror of what are my actions doing? Am I, you know, instead of walking, am I using the car? These all have repercussions. It's like the butterfly effect, a ripple effect. There's a whole string of consequences or a whole string of effects that um, mm -hmm. is tied to you. So when you begin to just step back and say, okay, well, um, what is... If I uh, am buying from all the way from Mexico, like this one tomato, what has it done or how has it grown or what has it taken to get? You just get a holistic picture um, of actually what you're eating. It's mm -hmm. no longer just a tomato. Right. It's like it's, it's trouble. It's a moral dilemma. It's a moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, you know that then spreads into the rest of your life how i'm how am i affecting another how am i affecting the land mm -hmm. um and i feel ethics is probably the most important thing we can do and i think it's a reflection of all of us here today in our desire to stay in the market in this community is just to take care of each other mm -hmm. in an ethical way yeah mm -hmm. yeah that sounds you know it's it's an interesting concept to bring to food that i don't think a lot of people do it's just kind of they look at it don't consider where it came mm -hmm. from don't consider the energy it took to produce it and get it to you. And so, you know, and the sustainability, it seems to me, is, you know, what you're doing is exactly right. 50-mile radius, you know, lowering that impact. And so people can feel good about the choices they make. Now I'm going to ask a really tough question. So you just arrived at the farmer's market. Where's the first place you're going? Falafel shack. <laughs> Falafel shack. You have to put, put your order oh, in. Oh, man, that was rigged. That was rigged. No, it's so true. Put your order in and then do your rounds. And then come back and pick it up. Yeah, that's, that's usually a wise choice. But we, have, uh, we are better in giving out food now, so it doesn't take as long as, as it used to be. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you can, come, you can still come first to Falafel shack, place your order, walk around, and come pick it, uh, pick it up. Or you can come anytime and your order will be ready soon <laughs> all right well now i'm now i'm hungry what's new on the menu uh for this year um well hopefully this saturday i'm trying to bring this really um one of our favorite uh, dish at my house is uh, eggplant salad mm. jessica mm. can yeah it's absolutely it. amazing there's <laughs> no other words uh it's just bright and creamy and just full of flavor you can have it warm or cold but it tends not to last that long so it's just yeah you gotta eat it yeah it's amazing full flavor yeah so that's one of the dishes we're gonna bring we, we're going to bring uh not this saturday but hopefully soon uh samosas vegetable samosas mm. which are uh, pastries triangular pastries filled mm -hmm. with um potato filling potatoes and peas and we'll have our usual, and we will try to bring as many dishes as we can uh, throughout the season. Go ahead. Uh, and I think uh, my favorite part has become is that people are actually bringing their own Tupperware containers to the Falafel Shack. Oh, that's great. And uh, asking for that to be filled up. Okay. And um, in particular, we have we had countless rainy days, and uh, everyone just kind of communes underneath the tents, mm -hmm. and it's just a giant family. I mean, the market in itself, you ask, you know, where do people go first? And it's really to each other. 
Um, it has become well such put. a huge meeting ground and a way to um, just become embedded in the community to honor each other. And I feel at the end of the day, that's what we all do and we yearn for. It's our it's our common meeting place. And if connection, we, we want it's our connection. connection yeah. Yeah, it is a fun thing just to go and sit and linger over your food and just kind of people watch, and that's kind of what I enjoy doing there. Um, all right, anybody have anything else they want to add? Not all at once, maybe. <laughs> we want to get that date out one more time, maybe. So opening day is this Saturday, May 26th. We open at 8 o'clock, um, 9.30, there's a ribbon cutting, so you don't want to miss don't that. Don't want to miss that. Also, got to get in line early for you-know-who. There you go. <laughs> uh, don't Look Down is playing the market, okay. so there are band for this Saturday. And um, yeah, we're there every Saturday until October 20th. Great. Thank you all so much for coming today. Uh, for all the listeners, if you haven't been, you got to go. It's a lot of fun. The food is good. Everyone's smiling. And it's a wonderful time. So thanks again for joining us. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.